right, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, what is going on? It is Boss Man Spencer, a.k.a. Isaiah, from Zaya in the Steelers. And we are back with another episode of Zaya in the Steelers. We are on episode 18, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Monday. Uh, as you know, we start off each podcast with kind of recapping the last one and the performance of last one. And last one didn't do too shabby. We're at 28 views. And we're at 15 subscribers, so that is up from 5, I believe, on the last one here. If I can't, I don't think I can rewind. Uh, yeah, we were at 10 in the last one, if you guys can zoom and see. We're at 15 now, so that's plus 5. Shout out. Uh, shout out to all you guys. And now I would also like to respond to some comments at the very beginning because we did get some comments. Um, and most of them are all from this one Steelers Nation Australia guy. Uh, so yeah, I do want to respond to some comments. We have some other newer ones here on uh, an older podcast, uh, but I do uh, I would like to uh, respond to them. If you look down below the topics for today, we're going to be talking about Naj. We're going to be talking about Terrell Edmonds. We're going to be talking about the whole team position by position. And then, of course, we're going to finish it off with reacting to some Twitter takes. Uh, so look forward to that. I'll probably have timestamps. So if you don't give a fuck about the comments, uh, just you know skip forward. Uh, but for now, Let's respond to some comments because I, I I really do want to do this more. Of course, you know, we need more comments in order to do this. Uh, but there have been some comments as well that, like, I just, you know, they're old. I just haven't kind of gotten to. Uh, but I, I would like to make this a, a thing. So starting it out, I don't know if we can position it by, like, this guy's first comment. Uh, but let's start it out. John Harbaugh won't make it. John Harbaugh is not a Hall of Fame coach. Baltimore, you guys do not have a Hall of Fame coach, according to Steelers Nation Australia. Uh, 3205 facts. What would I say? Maybe, just maybe, everybody can shut the fuck up about replacing Mike Tomlin because there's... Facts. If we win a playoff game, facts. That, that's all we... If we get a playoff win, that is that is the goal for this year. The, the goal, of course, is always to win a Super Bowl, right? But in terms of, like, our recent success and our recent history... Uh, we need at least one playoff win, so that's the goal. Hopefully, we can reach that. Uh, I was at the Christmas game versus the Ravens. It was unreal. The last six Ravens versus Steelers. Steelers are 5-1. and one. Let's, let's get another gunshot for that. That is facts, too. Uh, shout out to the Steelers and Ravens Christmas game. That was a banger game. Uh, Mike Tomlin is a lock for sure. Hall of Fame guaranteed. He's a legend. Tomlin will never be fired. He's a great bloke. Yeah, I don't know what bloke means. Hopefully that's not like a bad word. But yeah, Tomlin, you are. You're you're great. Uh, next comment is from James DeFeo. Love the show. Keep going. How about rating all of the Steelers transactions this year as a topic? So that is something that if you look Steelers position by position, I feel like I was just off my camera just now. My bad. But if you look Steelers position by position, uh, that is where we're going to be talking about somewhat of the, the offseason transactions. If we go to... Uh, I don't know if I want to just pull it up now, but if we go to the Ascent Sports page, I don't want to watch this. Hi, hi, Brendan. If we go to the Ascent Sports page, one of the first videos I did upload uh, was like this draft class and especially the, this draft class and this Broderick Jones one. I kind of did, you know, get through most of the transactions, but we have had some other uh, we have had some other moves be, to be made. So I'm going to go through the whole roster essentially uh, on this one. I kind of just give like a quick overview of you know, what's going on with everybody. And for the newer transactional people for, I'll probably go more in depth about them and as to why we signed them and why, uh, the move makes sense or why maybe it doesn't make sense because we're going to be talking about Terrell Edmonds. And to me, that is something that doesn't really make the most sense, but I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it. 
And then lastly, for uh, for this last video, we got Mike is a great coach on so many levels. Some fans expect them to win every year, and that's not realistic. No, that is not realistic. However, I, you know, personally, I understand why the fans, like, you know, they want to win every year. I want to win a Super Bowl every year. Uh, but we can we can be mad at Mike Tomlin, right? We can be upset that we're not winning every year. Uh, but we don't got to give the guy's job away, and we don't got to trade him to Washington every year, and we don't got to make sure he's not going to USC every year because, you know, he just can't cut it in the NFL. That's really, that was really the main point of, of the topic last week. I really just kind of wanted to to give Mike Tomlin the, the proper praise or whatever that he deserves, that he that I think he deserves, uh, because it seems like he just, he, he doesn't get it. It seems like he goes through the, these, these, these spurts of like greatest head coach ever, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I love Mike Tomlin. Everybody loves Mike Tomlin, blah, 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 blah. Right. He gets up here and then Mike Tomlin just roller coasters down. Like it goes from the highest of the highs to the lowest of the lows when talking about Mike Tomlin. Uh, so that's why I just wanted to kind of get it out there. But I think that is all of the comments for this one. Uh, Steelers nation, Australia, shout out to you, James DeFeo, shout out to you. Uh, and then now I want to go to a podcast from, I believe, two weeks ago now. Yes, it's two weeks ago. Um, there's a bunch of comments on this one. As you can see, 3.1K views on this bad boy. Uh, so shout out to all you guys. Uh, but in this, in this podcast, I was, I was asking if the Steelers have a top five receiving core based on, based on the options of the, the Bengals, Dolphins, Raiders, Bills, and Chiefs. These are teams that they have ranked ahead of us. I think personally... You know, maybe if we're not there, maybe we could get at least like an honorable mention. I thought maybe we could get at least a Jimmy G led team not being ranked ahead of us, even if they do have Devontae Adams. It's like, okay, but then what else? You know? So that's what I was thinking. I was thinking maybe they were tweaking a little bit. Uh but let's go, let's let's read some comments on this one. So shout out to Tim Prawl. Uh unfortunately for people that are not Pittsburgh fans, it's a lot of watch and find out. Facts. Taking under the fact we were top five, I believe, in NFL and wins la- in the last half of the season, this means QB play improves and all-out team play improved. Facts, that did happen. Many people don't know all the improvements we have made other than our draft picks. I see us fighting for the AFC North Championship with Cincy. We have split games with them, I think, the last two years, and we are so much stronger in every category now. We will see. Facts. If we did any kind of improvement whatsoever, any kind of improvement, if we were, let's say, an 80 overall last year, if we went up to an 81 or an 82, hey, man, because I don't think Cincy got from, let's say they're an 88. Like, I don't think they went from an 88 to like a 90. You know, I don't think when you get that high, I think the improvement, like it's it's hard to stay that good year by year in the NFL. So if anything... They might have went down, you know, and we're we're on the we're on the rising up. I think people are sleeping there. Of course, everybody isn't a Steelers fan, uh, so there are some people sleeping. However, I really think we we could have got the nod. That, that's really I really think we could have got the nod, guys. That's it. That is all. We could have got the nod. We could have been in the top five AFC receiving cores, uh, but we're not. We'll we'll show it though. We will show it though. Shout out to you, Tim. Uh, next from Ghost. We have a top five receiver group if DJ catches those need-to-catch balls and gets in the end zone. Pickens needs to be a better route runner, and Robinson needs to just be himself and stay healthy. If Calvin Austin III can stay healthy, he's also in that combo. KP8 needs to stay healthy and pass the ball around so defenses can't dictate where he's going. All that happens, I say, why not be the number one? 
the number one, the best offense in the AFC. Why not? That's what I'm saying. Why not? If Deontay does make these catches, if Pickens improves, then yeah, why not? You know, why not? Shout out to Ghost. Uh, Audio Freak, zero touchdowns, mainly a product of new quarterback and scheme or opportunity. This is in reference to Deontay Johnson uh, because I did say, I I didn't say or ask, I kind of asked the question of if the zero touchdowns is like a Deontay slander point, if the zero touchdowns is like something something we can criticize him about, like kind of like the drops, like is that, does it equate? To me personally, I don't think it equates and I think Audio Freak 888 is kind of spitting here with uh, it's mainly a product of new quarterback and scheme. Uh, Deontay's going to find the end zone this year, guys. I hate to break it to you, uh, not to throw out you know some betting advice because I am just the worst gambler. Uh, but take that Deontay anytime touchdown from weeks one to whenever it happens. Weeks, it's going to happen week one, but if it doesn't, just keep taking it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's going to hit the end zone this year. Probably week one if we can if we can get a touchdown. If we can get a throwing touchdown, because we know how we like to cheese with Naj, and we'll get to Naj later. Uh, but if we can get one throwing touchdown in week one, it's probably going to be to Deontay. No lie, it's probably going to be to Deontay. So it is what it is. Next, uh, 514140MGK. A top wide receiver core is not a name. It is results only. It is a QB plus how many completed passes plus yards. Those are your top five only based on results. Well... Based on results, the Raiders stink. The Dolphins stink based on results. They beat, we, did we, beat, we beat the Raiders last year, so there's your results. And the Dolphins, we should have beat them, so there's your results. I get it. You know, we didn't have the best offense last year. Our offense stunk last year. But I'm just saying, as a Steelers fan, as, as someone who is, who is, being, who is being told this, all, all this stuff by the Steelers organization, I'm being told that, like, Kenny Pickett, Pat Fryermuth, George Pickens, Deontay, Naj, uh, fucking Derek Watt, all these people. I'm being told that all these people are a great young core and all these people are going to be something in this league. And so if I'm being told that, me as a Steelers fan, as someone who's watched Pat Fryermuth have good games, as someone who's watched George Pickens have his games, as someone who's seen Deontay Johnson for years uh, have really good games and be kind of underrated at some point, uh, for someone who's watched Kenny Pickett in college in the ACC, as someone who's seen that and you know now his first year NFL play, you know I think we got a chance. And granted, you know maybe last year we didn't put up the stats to make this graphic, you know stats wise. And this is the real; it's just it's just based off stats. And if it is, you got me there, cool. But they're sleeping five one four one four zero MGK. They're sleeping. And by your comment, it seems like you're sleeping on the Steelers too. So we'll see it based on the results this year. We will see uh, based on the results this year, of course. Uh, we responded to this Jamie comment in, I want to say, uh, two podcasts ago, but we did respond to this Jamie comment. Uh, no, they don't have a top five, maybe top 10, but not five. Uh, hey, I mean, maybe top, t- we definitely have a top 10. I hate to break it to you guys, but if we do not have a top five, we 100% have a top 10. Uh, so, I mean, okay. I mean, I'll take that. It's not really the most, not really the most, I guess, high on the Steelers, top 10. But, I mean, you know, I guess I can't argue with it. I think we have a top five, though, no lie. Like, this is, you know, I put I put a little bit of pizzazz onto this. I put a little bit of hyping onto this. Uh but I genuinely, genuinely think we have a better offense than the Raiders. 
The Dolphins, they're kind like the Dolphins. It's 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 weird because they have like Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle and 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 Tua plays good enough, and they have like a bunch of running backs. Like it's kind of I want to say we're better than Miami too. Really, that's why I'm telling you that. I want to say we're better than Miami too, but uh, sometimes they just they they run fast, and you know you can't really stop that. So uh, we don't really have a strategy like that for right now, but it's okay. But the Raiders, though, the Raiders, though, everybody, remember I said this. Please remember I said this because I'm doubling down, tripling down on this one. We have a better offense than the Raiders, okay? Devontae Adams we know is fantastic. We know he's a beast. But take Devontae Adams away. We're better at every position, including quarterback. Can he pick it right now? I'm taking him over Jimmy G. Right now. And sue me. It's my show. Sue me. Uh... Really, I probably would take Jimmy G, but, you know, it's whatever. Shout out to uh, Kenny Pickett. Next, finally, uh, this last comment, it's it's Corpse, because I did put, originally, I put I put core, like, a core and not a receiving core. So I did fix it. Shout out to uh, Hazy for this. I'll actually give that a manual like as well. Uh, but, yeah, I did change it back to Corpse, or I did change it to Corpse. I had core, like the core of an apple or some shit, or the Earth's core. Uh, my bad. You know, my bad. But I appreciate you see that maybe you know you know a smarter YouTuber right a smarter YouTuber would would blame that on on trying to get viewer retention up trying to see if everybody's paying attention you know so uh, Hazy shout out to you because you were paying attention you saw the mistake and you commented so who knows maybe just maybe I did that on purpose uh, to get the comment but you know and then I also did it here too uh, because I'm a silly goose anyways though. I think that is going to do it for the comment section of this. I maybe will reply to all these people just saying that I responded to the comment. I tried to do that on one of them, and it like it blocked my comment for, for spam. So I don't know if I'm going to continue doing that. But all these guys, hopefully they stick around on, the, on not only you know next episode, but I am on a newer channel now. I did put the pinned comment. Uh, so hopefully these guys, they, they see the response. If not, oh well. Uh, hopefully you guys, though, if you guys have any comments, we can... Uh, we can respond to these live on the show, so just you know, let me know. But also keep in mind that there is a chance that I will do this, uh, you know, live if you do comments. Just throwing it out there. Uh, anywho, though, anywho, though, now what I want to do is I want to talk about Najee Harris, ladies and gentlemen. I want to talk about Naj because oh, I have the likes. Whoops. I want to talk about Naj because there is just. There is Naj is like Mike Tomlin, except the 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 positive side, the good side, the good argument is like way less accomplished than like the bad argument. You know if that makes sense. Like Naj is good, and if we look at this Good Morning Football tweet, this is this is essentially where it came from. Uh, good Morning Football is all under all underrated offense, all underrated, uh, and Najee Harris makes number two uh, of the the Good fo- Good Morning Football America. He makes number two, right? And somebody quote tweeted it and said, this is Seth Walder. Uh, is this the same Najee Harris that is yet to crack 4.0 yards per carry in an NFL season, right? And then Steelers takeaway, it's the same guy who played behind the 26th worst O-line in the NFL. It's that same guy, not the guy who couldn't get 4.0 yards per carry. It's the guy playing behind the 26th worst offensive line in the NFL. Now, we all know about Najee. We all know, we all know, uh, we all know Naj has played behind a uh, not-so-good offensive line. Uh, he came on the tail end of, like, we had an 
we had a stacked offensive line at one point, but Naj came like right as that offensive line literally, I don't want to say died, but literally fell off. You know, he came right at that point where the offensive line went from like good to horrible. Like he, he fell off, right? Or he didn't fall off, but that that's, that's what happened. And that's how he came in. Uh, and honestly, objectively, objectively, I've always said this. If you look on the, uh, if you look on the Ascent Sports page, if you look to some of these, some of these older videos here, where we're going through the 2022 season and 2021 season, uh, if you peep some of those videos, wait, where am I? If you peep some of those videos, I've always been a bit, a bit confused by Nash, I guess to say the least. And I know I'm not alone in that boat. I know I'm not, you know, the only one who is like not sure uh, of of how of how good Naj is, right? I know I'm not the only one. Uh, and there have been a lot of moments where watching Naj run, it seems like, I don't know, man. It seems like he's just not, like, he's not, I don't know. He's not Derrick Henry, I guess. I don't know what to say because Naj does have the, the same abilities, too, of, of a Derrick Henry where he can just stiff arm people. He can push people off of him. And when he's running into when he's running into five defenders off rip, it's like it doesn't. It's like what's he supposed to do, you know? But with that said, uh, the real thing is, and we'll talk later about about the the big meaning of this uh, and whatnot in, in a second here. I'm sorry, I couldn't really explain that. But we'll we'll talk about like the, this big part right here. But the big thing is, Naj is a first round draft pick. That's the big thing. He's a first round draft pick, and lately, our first round draft picks objectively haven't been the greatest of picks right and so with that said we couple first round draft pick with the expectations versus actual performance it hasn't it hasn't you know it hasn't made it you can look at the yards and this is what people will do 1200 yards solid I believe 1200 yards is like the most for a rookie running back for the Steelers I think he like said it on 300 carries at that too and then same thing 272 carries in a thousand yards seven touchdowns both year Ignoring the average, ignoring the, the yards per game average, these are solid lines. These are really solid lines. And if we look at the carries, we've been asking Nosh to, to, you know, no pun intended, we've been asking Nosh to carry the team, carry the offense. You know, we, 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 our line stinks, but we need a run game. You know, we, ha- we have to have it. And so we've just been asking Nosh to run straight into a fucking wall for two straight seasons. And, you know, if if Naj were to be running into these walls and running through people and getting sixty yard touchdowns, you would hear nothing from me. But he's not doing that. He's not doing that. And on top of that, we we give it we we give it to injury. We give it to injury, right? But there was a bunch of times in early twenty twenty two where Naj was not running the ball very good. Uh, I'll be honest. I I will throw my throw my 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 face my my name to the fire here by recording it on the podcast like. Naj wasn't playing the best at the beginning of the year last year, whether that was injury, whether that was something else, well, I don't know what, but Naj wasn't playing the best at the beginning of last year. And there were points where Jalen Warren would come in with the same offensive line and it would look better. Not saying Jalen Warren is better than Najee Harris. I'm not saying that. However, the difference in running style, the difference in, in maybe vision, it clearly showed through the first seven weeks of the season last year. Uh, Later on, however, later on in that very same season, Naj started turning up. It started changing. Can I do? I can't do per game. Uh, can I go per? I can't go per game. I don't think. Um, but throughout the year, it did start. It did start going crazy. And I'm just. I've just completely left the Naj thing. I'm sorry. 
I wanted to do game by game. Uh, I just, I don't think I can do that. But just trust big, oh wait, game log. Here we go. I was going to say, just trust me guys. I swear like the, I'm, I'm spitting right now. Uh, but okay. So yeah, if we go to the early on of uh, week, week one last year, 23 yards on 10, 10 attempts, 15 or 49 yards on 15 56 yards on 15, 74 on 18 is not bad, but we ended up losing this game. But then 20 on 11, 40 on 14, 65 on 17, 32 on 8. This Philly game, though, we we got cooked in this Philly game, right? But then after this Philly game and after the following bye week, the, the next week, we started eating. 20, 99 on 20, 90 on 20, 10 on 35. I don't know what the hell happened here. 86 on 17, 33 on 12, once again, same thing. I don't really know what happened, but 86 on 24, 111 on 22, 80 on 23. It started getting better at the end of the year. Can we see the the av? Okay, so the average 2.3, 3.3, 3.7, 4.1, 1.8, 3.0, 3.8, 4.0. And then after this point, the 4.0, fuck it, we'll take the 4.0. But after this, it goes 4, 5, 4.5, 3.5, 5, almost 3, 3.5. Three, five, three and a half. So I don't know. Even this, maybe this defeated my argument of it turning up at the end of the year. But if you're not a stat, if you're not like a you know a box score nerd, if you're not just watching the stats or whatever, it really seemed like uh, past this New Orleans game, it really seemed or past this Philly game. I'm sorry, it really seemed like we got Naj back. It really seemed like Naj was turning up uh, at this point in the season last year. Um, and so with that said, with that said. What do we think about Naj, guys? Like, how are we, what do we think? I personally, like, I, I know it seems like I hate the guy. I know it seems like I'm down on him. Uh, but I just have to be honest here. And I just don't think Naj himself has, like, has has transformed our running game. I don't think he has transformed our offense. I don't think things have gotten insane with having Naj on the team. Uh, but I would like for it. I would like to, I would like for, for, for the Naj situation to look like it did in Alabama and I granted we have not given him the best opportunities to opportune we have not given him the best chances uh to really be able to show like how much of a uh, of a star he can be and if Naj maybe went to a team with a ready offensive line and he didn't have to waste waste already 500 carries in two seasons um you know Maybe thing maybe we'd be talking about him a little differently, but because he's on the Steelers, because our line hasn't been the best, coupled with Naj himself not being the best, uh, here we are now questioning if Naj is going to be the guy for the future. Uh, maybe I'm doing this too early because he still is under contract. But I have I, this the the reason I brought this up. Well, not only was because of this Seth tweet, uh, but I did see something of people talking about Naj's contract. Uh, Versus, you know, other running backs, and we know how running backs go in the league of if they can reach their second contract, and it's so hard to to get on that second contract as a running back uh, because it's just injuries and you're, they're so in abundance. Like, is that the word abundance? Uh, what's the word for for there's just being a lot of you? Uh, there's a lot of running backs, and a lot of running back like running backs are coming in fresh. The best running backs now are are coming unless it's like Christian McCaffrey or Derrick Henry. The best running backs now are coming straight out of college, and they're the best running backs for their first four seasons in the NFL, or uh, three or four seasons. Uh, and so right now, you take that into account. If, if running backs are the very best when they first hit the league, 500 less carries later, um, you know, we're halfway in with Naj, and if this is the best that Naj, Naj has got, to me, to me, uh, maybe, just maybe, 
we look in another direction uh, in the future. But that's just me. I know. Throw tomatoes at me. Boo. Boo. Zaya. Boo. I know. We all love. I love Naj too. I swear I love Naj. And if 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 these numbers could just go way up, if this year, because this year, we'll talk about it later too. This year, we made a ton of improvements on the line. This year, we made we got a first round line draft pick. We got a, a, pre, a free agent guard who's pretty good. Uh, and our offensive line was building, working, working its way last year at the end of the season. And so... Coming into this season, I shouldn't I shouldn't have these takes before this season happens, guys. Can I rewind? Can I take those takes back? We'll see this season. If it's more of the same, if it's more of this this less than four yards a carry, if it's more of like getting a thousand yards, but it took a million carries to do so, if it's more of that, then not only do 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 not only do I do I not want to, or not only am I going to get rid of Naj in my head, right? If if this continues, not only am I going to like just get him, get rid of him in my head, but I I will tell you for a fact that we're probably going to get rid of him as a team if if it doesn't really turn up because I feel like Naj is probably going to want a bigger contract, uh, and you know I'm speaking for Naj here. Maybe that's not going to be true, but in theory, the these free agent running backs they wanted a big contract with guaranteed money with longer years, and we didn't do that with Le'Veon. We didn't do that with Le'Veon. Granted, we had other shit going on with the team, but we didn't even re-sign Le'Veon. Uh, and so, I don't know, man. Let me know once again what you guys think of Naj. I can let me pull up some other. I'm not, I have James Conner stats up here. Uh, shout out to James Conner. Remember James Conner? Shout out to James Conner. We have his stats up here, and this is his last season on the Steelers. Uh, and granted, way less carries than Naj has. Way less carries. Uh, but if we look at the average, average he has 4.3 average, 700 yards total, and the same amount of touchdowns. Uh, actually, one less touchdown because he got this in the, the, the postseason. I remember when James Conner was running for us. I distinctly remember that last season, people hating James Conner. To me, to me, I distinctly remember people hating James Conner uh, in his last season. And granted, it was, you know, there was the injury thing. There was all types of things. And our line was a little better than what Naj has had. But if we just look at some of these games, 106 yards on 16 carries, 18 yards on, or 109 yards on 18 carries, does Naj have does Naj have one of these games? Does Naj have one 100 yard? He has the 111 yard game against Baltimore. What about in 2021? He has oh my god, he had 200 yards against Cleveland. Holy shit! All right, fuck all that I said. Naj, you are a goat. How about that? Naj, you are the greatest running back of all time. 108, I didn't, listen, I, I remember this game. This was Ben's last home game. Excuse me for, for not realizing Naj got 200 fucking yards this day. But holy smokes. Okay, that's a lot. And 122 right here, 105 right here. This is 2021, by the way. Maybe it's apples and apples. Maybe it's apples and, and oranges. Maybe there's a difference. Maybe it's the same. Um, but James Conner, just to, once again, just to reiterate in what he was doing as he was getting booed off the team, as as fans were clamoring for this guy to get off the team. Uh, same amount of touchdowns, a higher average on way less carries, of course, but just, you know, a higher, and about 300 to 500 less yards because in, in 2021, Naj had 1,200. Uh, so, but in 2020, yeah, in 2021, Naj had five, uh, 1,200. In 2022, he had about 1,000. So it's about a 300-yard difference in that. I don't know. It's just I thought you know, interesting considering the, the drastic difference in, in opinions of the two players, because once again, just to reiterate, 
Uh, Naj on his way out was not a not a good time. Or no, I'm sorry, not Naj. James Conner on his way out was not a fun time for James Conner. It was not like, oh, it was not like Big Ben's you know exit where everyone was praising him and it was like you know last last uh, last run last dance kind of thing. No, James Conner. It was we were counting down the days until James Conner was gone because we couldn't stand the guy. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, I thought James Conner was all right. You know, he he did get hurt. He did get hurt a bunch. That was really it. I think that was it. We we wanted a new running back because James Conner was always hurt, and like Benny Snell and shit just wasn't working either. So we took that James Conner kind of falling off thing, as well as our offensive line falling off, uh, and we we coupled that into we need Naj in the first round. And granted, we did need a running back in the first round. But the real thing was the line, because if we look at 2019 here for, for James Conner, I lied, maybe not 2019. If we look at 2018 here for James Conner, uh, James Conner had a solid 2018 when we had a good line. When we had a good line, that is it. You give these guys a good line, they will give you production. You give James Conner a good line, he will give you production. You give Naj a good line, he will give you production. And we took Naj without taking the line. You know, that's what we tried to skip. We tried to skip the line. Uh... And as you can see, it can't happen. Naj can he can be great. He can get you twelve hundred yards just based off the fact that he's a beast alone. But we need we need to help him out. We need to help him out. And if not, it's just going to be a bunch of more mid runs as well as a bunch of mid offense all year if we don't get this running game back to where it was at one point. So with all that said, I apologize if it seemed like I was too down on Naj. I just want things to work out. I want Naj to be playing at the highest of levels. I want the the Steelers to be able to have this terrific run game. I want Jalen Warren to come in and run for a thousand yards because he's a million times faster than Naj, and the change of speed is just gonna fucking destroy the other defense. That is what I want. And in order for that to happen, Naj has to be steamrolling through the other team. Naj has to be knocking people over. We have to get twenty touchdowns, seven thousand yards in one season. Please, please. I know it's unrealistic, but whatever it takes to get us in the Super Bowl. I'm willing to have happen. So, Naj, I would say, I would say, almost choked, but I would say, keep doing what you're doing. Keep trying. Because at the end of the year, he it did get better, and he did have the 200-yard game against Cleveland. I don't know. Keep doing what you're doing. And I guess Steelers fans, just be aware, be aware that uh, running back could become a thing. It could become a question. It could become a question. Uh, depending on how this next season goes for Naj in the run game as a whole. Uh, lastly, just to uh, just to show I'm not sleeping here, this is a running back ranking right here. I don't know, it was Pro Football Network is the, the source. Uh, but number one is Christian McCaffrey, two is Chubb, three is Derrick Henry, four is Jonathan Taylor, five is Josh Jacobs, six is Austin Eckler, seven is New, uh, Saquon Barkley, eight is Tony Pollard, nine is Ramondre Stevenson, 10 is Aaron Jones, 11 is Travis Etienne, 12 is Brees Hall, 13 is Kenneth Walker, 14 is Damian Pierce, 15 is Joe Mixon, 16 is Alvin Kamara, 17 is Dalvin Cook, 18 is James Conner, and finally, 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 Najee Harris at 19. You see what I'm saying, guys? You see what I'm saying? Just off of other people rating it alone, just off a first-round pick and two seasons ago, with our first round pick, we have the 19th best running back. To me, to me, on a first round pick, we 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 kind of hit on those. I don't know, man. And Ramondre Stevenson better than Naj. I don't know about that. 
even like even Dalvin Cook, I remember I had the video a little bit ago. Dalvin Cook that much better. James Conner, like I I, w- I would put Naj at like seventeen. Uh, but with all that said, like the fact that it is, you know, this 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 speculative, uh, to me goes just just says something. And also, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, all of those guys have been in the league for a little bit and established. So you got me there. Uh, but like. Ramondre Stevenson, I think, came in at the same time as Naj. Uh, Travis Etienne came in a, a year later. I, or Travis Etienne came in the same draft as Naj, I think. Uh, Kenneth Walker, he came in last year's draft. Damian Pierce came in last year's draft. Uh, these are running backs who were literally drafted after Naj uh, and are being ranked better, maybe are better. I don't know. I don't watch other teams. But this is just what I'm saying with the aura and the surrounding factors of it all. Uh, it's a question. It is a question. Naj is a question. We're, it's not a question for this season. We're going to use Naj and we're going to have Naj do his thing this season. Uh, but past that, is Naj the answer? Is Naj the running back of the future? Let me know, guys. Uh, I've I, I've halfway stepped on either side. I've halfway, you know, put my put all my marbles on either side of if he's not, if he is. Personally, I don't want to. I don't want to just take the leap yet. I, I said I wanted to wait for this third season to see. Uh, but so we'll see, you know, I, I'll leave it there. We will see. Uh, but people are sleeping on Naj. Maybe I'm sleeping on Naj. We'll see Naj, maybe Naj himself, like Naj as a player versus other running backs is like a metaphor for the Steelers as well. Like not cause we, we all think Naj is great, right? Like we all have seen Naj do good and like, we love Naj, but then it just doesn't really like, it's one of the better running backs, but it doesn't, it's not top five running back. It's not, you know, AFC championship running back. We are, we, we got a top five offensive core, but you know, we're not in that, you know, upper echelon of teams right now. I think Naj is the same thing at his position that we are as a team at, at his position. Pretty good. Kind of maybe underrated, but as far as the other league and the other people, why, why would you even care about Naj? If, if he's getting 3.9 yards to carry, why would we even care about the Steelers? If they're getting 10 points a game, you know, who gives a fuck that they finish the season what nine and eight who gives a fuck they went one and seven to close the year who gives a fuck Naj he upped his average carries from 3.9 to like four point something at the end of the year who gives a fuck uh because barely scraped 1200 yards on 300 carries so and that's what other people say about us uh that's what other people say about the Steelers and so I'm reconveying it out with the Naj point uh but shout out to Naj I hope this wasn't too negative uh Naj we end up seeing this I don't hate you uh and I probably couldn't tackle you so you got me there uh, but yeah, let me know what you guys think of Naj. Let me know if you guys think he is the guy. Let me know if you guys uh, can see him being a Steelers running back in the future. Uh, and let me know if I'm tweaking. Let me know if I'm just completely sleeping on Naj. If there's factors I didn't uh, get in there, let me know. All right, and now uh, what I wanted to do was I wanted to show this Terrell, uh, Terrell Edmonds article, and I wanted to talk about Terrell Edmonds. However, this article is on The Athletic. And if you guys don't know, The Athletic, it charges just to read it, the thing. And it's like 50 cents a week. You know, that's not bad. But let me just say, guys, I'm not paying for it. I'm not. Maybe if if one day The Athletic, hey, The Athletic, this is A and the Steelers. Hey, can you give me a sponsor or something? Maybe, you know, one day. Uh, but not for just this one article. And it's not just the A and the Steelers things. The Athletic has always been getting me with, like, these articles I want to read. And it's like, oh, behind a paywall. It's like, bro, are you kidding me? Behind a paywall in 2023 for for. Come on. Anyway, anywho, I did see some of what this said, and essentially, um, Terrell Edmonds, he 
he said that Steelers fans had unrealistic expectations for him, and it was hard to live up to the expectations, essentially. Essentially is what he said. Now, I wish I could have the full article here. I wish I could, you know, get the whole thing, but I, I have seen the quote. Uh, just once again, big trust, guys. Big trust, that's what he said. I promise that's what he said, right? And with that said, I did want to revisit this move uh, because I have I have stated in the past in some other podcasts that uh, Terrell Edmonds, to me, was a pretty solid player for us. So I'm going to pull up his 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 wiki right here. Uh, but obviously, as we know, uh, we took Terrell Edmonds first or 28th pick in the first round in the 2018 draft, uh, and that's really where the 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 expectations come from. That's really all it is. Is we took Terrell Edmonds with the the with our first round draft pick. That was the thing with Naj too. If we look at Naj, we took Naj with our first draft pick. And if we look at all of our draft picks, our first round draft picks since about twenty, let's say twenty thirteen. Since 2013, okay, let's let's peep. Jarvis Jones didn't work out. Ryan Chazier did work out, but we, we know what happened, uh, so we don't want to go too crazy. But in hindsight, I don't know. I don't know what you say about this pick. Uh, Bud Dupree worked out at the time, but not as he's not on the team anymore. Artie Burns didn't work out. TJ Watt definitely did work out. Terrell Edmonds not on the team anymore, so didn't work out. I don't know. Devin Bush. Not on the team anymore. Didn't work out. Naj, we, we didn't have a pick in 2020. Minka Fitzpatrick is this pick. Good pick. Naj, 2021. We just talked about it. I, he's playing well, but is it like insane? I don't know. So we took him. Kenny Pickett. Jury's still out on Kenny Pickett. Uh, did did we did we reach with Kenny Pickett? I don't know. And then now we got Broderick Jones. Uh, so just to go back to the Naj point two and couple it in with Terrell Edmonds. The real biggest argument and point of this all is the first round draft pick. And as I've just laid out, Jarvis Jones, it never worked out. Brian Shazier had a point, but we know what happened. Bud Dupree worked out for two seasons, but he ended up leaving. Artie Burns never worked out. Terrell Edmonds kind of worked out. Devin Bush for one season worked out. Naj kind of works out. You know, I'm going through it and it's like, if we look up here, if we look a little before this, like if we look 2003 Troy, four Big Ben, five Heath Miller, six Antonio Holmes, seven Lawrence Timmons, eight we don't mention him. And then we just skip down to 10, uh, Marquis Pouncey, 11, Cameron Hayward, 12, David DeCastro. Like these right here are fucking solid picks in a row. Alan Fanka, two or yeah, three seasons before, like Casey Hampton. These are solid as fuck picks right here. The, like up here, these are fantastic. Down here, fantastic. We've, 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 we've had our blue chips before, but right now it's, we're kind of in a deficit in first round picks. And to me, Terrell Edmonds, uh, Terrell Edmonds, he was a good pick. He was a good pick. Uh, he played solid for us, but he was never that Ed Reed or fucking Troy Palomalu that people wanted him to be. Uh, and to me, to me, he definitely, he definitely wasn't those people. He definitely wasn't like, you know, a stud. But to me, once again, I thought Terrell Edmonds played well enough to be a starter for us for four seasons, which in the NFL is hard. He was a, he was a starter for us for four seasons. And he was never like, he was never the worst part of our defense. Never. I, uh, let's see, when we took him, 2018, let's see, 2018, we had probably no corners and, and, and we didn't even have Minky yet. And on top of that, we didn't have even Devin Bush yet. We had Vince Williams, but like in 2018, it was linebackers and, 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 and corners. Uh, and, and, and even recent years, it's been linebackers, man. Like Terrell Edmonds was never just like this 
this this this negative dot, this like uh, Achilles heel, this you know this player for us. He was never that. He was never this problem. And I know we took him with a first with a first round draft pick. And I know I know he wasn't like this game changing safety for us. But to me, we this is another example of Steelers fans just kicking a player out. And now he doesn't want to sign with us anymore. And now Philly can have him for a million dollars. Terrell Edmonds is literally making less money right now than I think rookies coming in the NFL. I genuinely think that. I genuinely think like first round pick rookies and maybe even second round pick players. Like I think he's making less than that. Uh, And to me, I don't think even for the Steelers, I don't think we're in a position to just get rid of him like that. I don't think we're in a position to just replace him with DeMonte KZ. I had the full, or I'll get the full team up and we'll talk about it. But I don't think we were in that position necessarily. Uh, but we we sure acted like it. We sure got rid of him like we were. We sure didn't resign him like we were in that position. Uh, so overall on Terrell Edmonds, I, I don't know how long I'm going to spend on this, but Terrell Edmonds, if you end up seeing this and if I didn't uh, state it enough, I liked you, Terrell. I liked Terrell. I thought Terrell was a solid member of our defense. I thought for the price tag that he got re-signed for, we could have kept him and avoided. Even in keeping, in keeping Terrell Edmonds. By the way, he played five seasons for us. He was literally a starter for us for five seasons. Um, in keeping Terrell Edmonds, we get a player that we know, once again, isn't going to be the worst part of our defense. We know can play solid enough, especially as we saw in 2022. You give this guy a one-year deal and he's playing for his contract life, Plus five stats. He in 2022, I think he had his best year. Uh, and so now in Philly, he's on a one-year deal again. He's probably going to have a great year in Philly. Uh, and Philly has a loaded defense as well. So maybe he'll be the worst part of their defense. I don't know. But I think he's going he's gonna to be in a great situation with Philly. And I think hopefully after next year, uh, he can get like a solid two or three-year deal. And people can stop acting like Terrell Edmonds can't play fucking football. Because Terrell Edmonds can play football. And Steelers fans, once again, I'm throwing this on us. We fucked this up. We fucked up Terrell Edmonds. And once again, he's not Troy. He's not Ed Reed. So who cares that we fucked up Terrell Edmonds? But we fucked up Terrell Edmonds. And he was a solid starter for us. And we fucked it up. Then we'll see with DeMonte KZ. We'll see with uh, Keanu Neal. We'll see with some of the other pieces we got if it's like, you know, if it's if it's any better or the same. But once again, for five seasons, Terrell Edmonds was our safety. And for five seasons... We, we, we had a chance with him. And for five seasons, he wasn't the worst part. For five seasons, we could have won with Terrell Edmonds as our, as, our, as our safety. And for an extra sixth season, if we just wanted to spend, what, one through three million dollars, we could have just kept Terrell Edmonds, but we didn't. We didn't keep Terrell Edmonds. So I don't want to keep, you know, uh, saying the same points here. Uh, I like Terrell Edmonds. Let me know what you guys think of, think of Terrell Edmonds. Let me know what you guys thought of Terrell Edmonds. Terrell, once again... I'm sorry, Steelers fans. We're kind of going in on you. I'm sorry uh, we took you with our first-round draft pick. Uh, but, I mean, you're playing in the NFL, making millions of dollars, living your dream, playing a game as a job. So do you really need my sorry? I don't think you do. Uh, but shout-out to Terrell. Good luck in Philly. Uh, Steelers Nation will always remember you. Maybe. And I will, at least. And hopefully he can get a multi-year deal like like Juju, for example. Like Not to switch positions and whatnot, but Juju, I think it was one way more loved than than, than Terrell Edmonds was. Uh, but Juju can't find a fucking deal anywhere. Juju can't get a long-term, long-term deal anywhere. I think maybe in New England now he's on like a two-year deal. Uh, but I'm tired of the league just acting like our players suck. 
I'm tired of us not being able to sign Terrell Edmonds and him having to sign a one-year deal in Philly because, you know, nobody else, or I don't know, because, you know, he can't get this big deal. I'm tired of that. Terrell Edmonds is a solid player. He was a solid player. Get this dude on a multi-year deal. Are you kidding me? If it's not going to be the Steelers, I hope it's somebody. Same thing with Juju. Like, Juju was a solid receiver for us. This dude was playing games in free agency for, like, two years with all these one-year deals. I promise Terrell Edmonds is solid. I promise Juju is solid. Like, guys, stop sleeping. Uh, But that's just me. Terrell Edmonds, once again, final overall points. Good luck in Philly. Hopefully things work out. Maybe, just maybe, we'll get you back. Uh, But if not, I hope you get that long-term deal. And uh, apologies that Steelers fans hated you because we we took you a little early. Uh, But with that said, I think Devin Bush kind of stole the thunder, man. I think Devin Bush really kind of took the heat off of Terrell. uh, Because after the Devin Bush pick didn't work out, we we kicked Devin Bush out too. But it it is what it is. I don't want to get too into it. Now I mentioned I wanted to look at the Steelers roster depth chart as a whole. And I have this 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 website. It's called Our Lads. Um, I'm not sure what this is, but it does have because if you go on the ESPN thing or like NFL thing, like it says depth charts won't be released until training camp starts, and we're not there yet. Uh, but I was more looking for something that kind of had like the depth chart as opposed to just the whole roster in like alphabetical order or whatever, because it's kind of hard to explore through that. But anyway, uh, with that said, we have the entire roster up here, and I kind of do just want to go. Uh, position by position here just to kind of overview the team once again and kind of give my thoughts on the players I don't know if I'm gonna go through exactly every player on this list because that's a little nuts uh but I definitely will get through a lot so at the top uh is our receivers so starting out we got Deontay Miles Boykin Cody White and Dan Chinza I'm not gonna lie this Dan guy I'm not sure who that is uh but Cody White Miles Boykin and Deontay Johnson I know all these guys Deontay solid we know about Miles Boykin as well he's played solid for us uh, but Deontay, I think he's going to have a bounce back here. And to me, one of the more underrated receivers in the league. Uh, he's a number one receiver. And couple that with below him, George Pickens. And we could be cooking. So below him, we got George Pickens, who, as we know, uh, it's going to be his second year. Uh, Keem Butler, who's having, I guess, a fantastic uh, training camp or preseason or whatever. Uh, he's, he's doing his thing. Jamarcus Bradley, I'm not sure who he is. Uh, but Des Fitzpatrick is somebody else who I've heard of. Uh, who is is having like a, a good camp or whatever? Uh, so keep these names in mind as well. Uh, but receivers, I think, just I don't know how many we'll keep, but just calling my shot here, Babe Ruth style. Receivers, I think, will have Deontay, George Pickens, Miles Boykin, uh, and then below that we'll have Allen Robinson and Calvin Austin. Uh, so that's five right there. We'll have Deontay, George Pickens, Miles Boykin, Calvin Austin, and Allen Robinson. So that's five right there. Maybe Miles gets put in for somebody else um and then I guess like maybe Gunnar Oshevsky because of his special teams thing we also got Jordan Bird who I don't know if he's a rookie because he's green I don't know who uh how he is or what um but I think typically we keep five to six receivers so I think these these three right here Deontay Pickens and Allen Robinson will keep Calvin Austin will keep uh Miles Boykin I think will keep and then maybe after that, it's between Akeem Butler, Cody White, Jamarcus Bradley, Gunnar Oshevsky, Des Fitzpatrick, and Dan Chinza, uh, Jordan Bird as well. Maybe it's the sixth spot between them. I don't know. But for sure, Deontay, George Pickens, Allen Robinson, Calvin Austin, uh, these four guys are for sure uh, going to be on the team, for sure, and make impact. Next, looking at the offensive line, because we've talked about this a bunch. Uh, of course, we got first uh, first round draft pick Broderick Jones, who I think should be solid. There was some talks of him maybe not starting week one uh, in place of like maybe Dan Moore or like Chikuma flips and Dan Moore goes to right tackle. I don't know. 
Uh, but there has been some, some, you know, some waves of that to me. We took him in the first round. He looks solid. I think uh, Broderick Jones will be starting. And if not, we still always got Dan Moore. Uh, I mean, we still always got Dan Moore, I guess. I don't know. I'm not really the highest on Dan Moore, but I know, he's trying his best, man. Shout out to Dan Moore. Uh, next, Isaac Semaleo, who is a free agent guard from Philly. Uh, Philly, who, as we know, just made the Super Bowl. Teams who just made the Super Bowl getting rid of offensive line pieces. A little sus. A little sus. Uh, but you can't keep everybody. So I'm hoping that was just like they have too many people and Isaac Semaleo was just too much. Because from what I've heard, he's solid. And he can really help out in the run game. And so... Uh, shout out to him. And then we got Kelvin Dotson, uh, as his backup. Kevin Dotson has been kind of, he's had some camp stories as well. I'm not sure if he's going to end up being a starter for us. As you can see, he's listed as the backup behind Isaac Semaleo and then James Daniels is the other guard starter. Uh, so we'll see about Kevin Dotson, but I thought he's been solid for us uh, as a whole, but it is what it is. Shout out to Kevin Dotson. We'll see how that goes. But Isaac Semaleo, I think will be the starter. We, we, we paid him a decent amount of money. Uh, so he'll definitely be a starter at some guard position. And hopefully, he, it's, it's an improvement. Hopefully, he's an improvement upon Kevin Dotson. That's it. That's all I'm looking for. Uh, next centers, Mason Cole, Kendrick Green, and Spencer Anderson. I don't know who this Ryan McCollum is. But Spencer Anderson, we took him in the, the last uh, the last pick of the draft. Or the last round of the draft, I'm sorry. Uh, Kendrick Green, we know we took him in the third round. Has not worked out. I'm here to say it. Listen, I was dancing on the Naj thing. I was dancing on... Terrell Edmonds thing. I will not dance on this. Kendra Green has not worked out for us, whether it's center, whether it's guard, hasn't worked out for us. I expect Spencer Anderson to jump him. Uh, and hopefully, shit, hopefully Mason Cole, he played solid for us last year. Uh, but if Spencer Anderson, if he's just like that, and he, 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 if he can turn into our starting center, that would be sick too. Uh, but for right now, Mason Cole's holding that down. Shout out to Mason Cole. He played solid enough last year. Uh, next, James Daniels, Nate Herbig, and Dunkey Williams, I don't know who, or William Dunkey, I don't know who, who William Dunkey is or Dunkel is, uh, but I do know Nate Herbig and I do know James Daniels. Nate Herbig we got from free agency this year. James Daniels we had on the team last year, I think, and James Daniel last year, I believe, played pretty good. Uh, so it is what it is. I think our offensive line, I forget what it was going into the season last year, like going into week one last year, but I know from then to now there's been some changes and the offensive line as a whole has been gelling together, you know? They've been playing well together, and the only real new additions are going to be Isaac Semaleo and Broderick Jones. And hopefully, you know, they can be kind of just plug and play, and maybe a week or two it'll take uh, to get there. Uh, but, 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 James Daniel, he, he, he was solid for us. Nate Herbig, he, we just signed him. If James Daniels isn't good, hopefully Nate Herbig can be. Uh, but with all that said, I think this is all in, 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 in favor of getting Kendra Green to not hit the field. Uh, Kendra Green, apologies. Uh, but you did that. You, you got the 53 from, 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 uh, what's his name from Pouncy. And you know, ever since then, it was like, yeah, like we're not even Marquise Pouncy ever since then. It was like, oh, I'm just going to take his number because I'm him. Uh, you know, it's been a little, a little sus and Ben's last year, you were the center and he was always getting hit. And then he tried to play guard and it's like, I can't even do that. Uh, you know, so I'm not really the highest on Kendra green. And I know other people aren't the highest on Kendra green. So Kendra green, if you see this, Listen, man, it's not just me. I understand, you know, they don't want to shoot the messenger here. But Kendra Green, it's not just me. There's a bunch of people, or there's a bunch of fans of the Steelers uh, who are not the biggest on you, and I am included in that. So uh, apologies, Kendra Green. But shout out to James Daniels. And then looking below James Daniels, shout out to Chikuma uh, Akorafor. 
He's been on the team for a while, low-key. This is like his, what, like fifth season? Uh, but he's listed as the starter, uh, the starting right tackle. If not, we got LaRaven Clark or, or Dylan Cook. Really, the LaRaven Clark and Dylan Cook, I have no idea. Uh, but Chikuma Korafor, you've played on the team for a while, so I think you're a s- solid enough option. Listen, guys, I know I just said that thing about Dan Moore, but, you know, if Chikuma isn't hitting, we do have Dan Moore to slide in there for him, if necessary. If necessary, you know, Chikuma Okorafor or Dan Moore, you know, which which are you going to take, Steelers fans? I don't know. Uh, but, you know, jokes aside, Chikuma has been all right for us. Dan Moore hasn't been all right. He's been, I think, less than all right. But jokes aside, Chikuma, I, I guess I'm happy maybe in the future if we want to get another tackle in the draft. Maybe right tackle is where we go. Uh, but for right now, Chikuma's kind of holding it down. I think he's, he, I think he's cool. Uh, so it is what it is. Shout out to him. And then Laraven Clark and Dylan Cook, I'm not sure. I'm guys, I hate to say it, but I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm not really sure about their games. I'm unfamiliar. Uh, but hopefully they're all right. Now, back to the position players. Pat Fryermuth, Zach Gentry, and Darnell Washington. Rodney Williams, I'm not sure, but Darnell Washington, Zach Gentry, and Pat Fryermuth. Pat Fryermuth, as we know, uh, has been one of the the rising stars in the league. He's like a a, a rising young tight end in the league. Uh, so shout out to Pat Fryermuth. He's solid. Zach Gentry, to me, Zach Gentry is probably the player who plays the most on the Steelers, who I have talked the least about. Uh, maybe offensive line specifically, just because, you know, I talk about the line as a whole. But Zach Gentry played a lot for us, and he played solid for us, but I just never seem to mention him. Uh, but Zach Gentry, he's, he's on a re-one-year deal for us, a little one-year deal. Uh, he was a free agent. I thought maybe he would get another deal with another team. Uh, but for right now, he's our backup. However, I do think... Darnell Washington, who I kind of have yet, or I kind of stopped talking about, but he was a huge draft pick for us. I think Darnell Washington will kind of slide to that uh, number two spot uh, slash in the run game. He'll be like the the, the go to tight end for that. Uh, and so, with that said, I think Zach Gentry eventually uh, after this season, hopefully, hopefully, because I'm tired of people sleeping on Terrell. I'm tired of people sleeping on Juju. I'm tired of people sleeping on Zach Gentry. Somebody give this guy a contract. Somebody give this guy a long-term deal if it's not going to be us. Uh, we'll see what happens with Zach Gentry. But for now, he's a solid tight end, and I'm glad he's on the Steelers. Uh, but in the future, if another team is looking for a tight end, Zach Gentry can be your guy. Uh, no lie. And then, of course, like I said, Darnell Washington, I think, will slide up. And then Patrick Fryermuth, he's our starter. He's uh top 10 tight end uh, in the league right now. Probably like eight, I would say, just off the top of my head. And probably besides like Kyle Pitts, who I think Patrick Fryermuth at this very moment is better than, I think Patrick Fryermuth is like the youngest good tight end in the league right now. So there's that as well. Uh, you got Grandpa Travis Kelsey and Grandpa George Kittle and Grandpa Darren Waller. I think Darren Waller's like 28, by the way. Uh, we got those grandpas. Patrick Fryermuth, he's like the new, the, the hot shot, the, you know, the young star in the league. Uh, so shout out to Pat Fryermuth. Uh, he, he's going to take off this year. And same thing with Darnell Washington. Honestly, I think we got the, we got the best two tight end set in the league. We got the best two tight ends in the league. Uh, New England. I know you guys like tight ends, but guess what? We got two tight ends better than both of yours. No lie. Anyway, now Kenny Pickett. Do we have to say much about Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett. Really? I'm hoping you take the leap. I'm really hoping you, you take the leap into the second year. I think you played solid as a rookie. Uh, but there are some people who don't think that. So it is what it is. Kenny Pickett, you're our guy. Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky to me, uh, actually, you know, I'm going to kind of sidetrack real quick. I don't know how long this is going to take. Probably a few seconds. But has anybody noticed Mitch Trubisky's like, oh, yeah, I'm the backup now. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, I'm the backup now. I don't even want to start. I'm the backup now, guy, for sure. I want to back up Kenny Pickett, man. I, I, I'm i going to teach him the ropes. Has anybody seen, you know, anybody seeing that? Maybe Mitch Trubisky has realized his, his uh, what is it, his his NFL life is this backup role now at this very moment. Maybe he's realized he's come to terms with his NFL mortality. I don't know. But Mitch now has really embraced this backup role. And shout out to Mitch. If Mitch wants to be our backup, I think Mitch can be a solid backup quarterback for us. Uh, when he's playing like the backup and not trying to play like the starter and win the job back from Kenny Pickett after he got benched in week three. After, you know, when he's not trying to do that, when he's not trying to score six touchdowns in one play, I think Mitch can be a solid backup, and he's really embraced the role. However, the fact he's really embraced the role kind of scares me uh, because it's like, you know, I maybe maybe in his head he's thinking, you know, Kenny's not all that. Like, you know, I'm going to say this, but Kenny's really not all that. If I just have a solid preseason and a solid camp and I say the right things and they keep me around, maybe I'll find myself back on the field. I think that is what I think that's what Mitch is going for, guys. Don't try to don't don't, don't let these words fool you. Mitch really does. He wants to be the starter. He wants to play. Uh, but for right now, I, of course, he wants to play. But for right now, I guess he's going to help out Kenny Pickett. Sure. Cool. Uh, but just. Don't let this humbleness fool you. Mitch Trubisky, he wants to hit the field. He he's not he's not ready to hang it up yet. Uh Mitch wants to hit the field. So I guess be aware of that. Uh, and then of course we got Mason Rudolph, who me personally, I know we all hate Mason. Uh, but I'm glad he's on the team because it didn't seem like he was gonna get picked up by anybody else. And I didn't want Mason to just be a free agent. If, if they're just gonna be a free agent, we might as well just keep you. Uh so shout out to, to Mason Rudolph. We also took Tanner Morgan in I don't know who I don't even know what school this guy went to. Who's Tanner Morgan? Uh, Tanner Morgan from Minnesota. Tanner Morgan, shout out to him. Uh, he's another quarterback we have. I don't think he will play, but, I mean, it is what it is. We have him on the team. Next, running backs. Naj, we talked about Naj a lot. Jalen Warren, we talked about Jalen Warren. Anthony McFarlane, we haven't talked about Anthony McFarlane, I don't think, very much this uh, this offseason, but, I mean, it is what it is. We also got Jason Huntley, Alfonso Graham, Darius Hagans. Uh, listen, it's really about Naj and Jalen Warren. Uh, Naj, we, we want to play better than he has played and he has played well given given the circumstances but it could be better that's it it could be better from Naj Jalen Warren Jalen Warren you ever seen that meme and it's like two people doing the same thing but like the one person that's doing the thing like people are criticizing him and then the other person doing the same thing people are like oh it's okay like you angel it's okay that's how I feel with Jalen and Najee man Jalen Jalen can do no wrong in my eyes because every time I see this guy run the ball it is through the hole he is out of there, you know? So Jalen Warren, if he can just step up even more, if we can get some even more production from Jalen Warren, that's fantastic because Jalen Warren is a player I did not expect us to have. He came in the preseason last year, and I was thinking, yo, this guy's kind of running hard. He's playing good, right? And, you know, he worked. he's undrafted. He worked his way from behind Anthony McFarland, from behind fucking Benny Snell probably, uh, from behind all these other people. He's worked his way there. And now he is our number two running back. And he's given us solid production in the regular season. When it mattered, he has given us solid production. Uh, and so him and Naj, the mix, like, I'm thinking of a, a, a Zeke and Tony Pollard kind of thing, man. If, if it can turn into that, if Jalen Warren can have the Tony Pollard production uh, and if Naj can have the Zeke production, we can it can be real scary, man. I'm saying with the Cowboys, we we shit on them all we want, uh, but they've won a bunch of games uh, throughout the throughout the last couple of years. They've won a bunch of games. They've been a successful team, and part of that has been because Jalen Warren and Ezekiel Elliott were running the fuck out of the football. Uh, if Naj and Jalen Warren can do that for uh, did I say I met Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott uh, for the Cowboys? Part of that 
why they've been good is because they've been able to run the football. If Naj and Jalen Warren, if it can look like that, then hey, man, hey, man, you got me. I really think we'll have a solid run game. Couple that in with the new offensive line additions. Couple that in with the Darnell Washington, the, the sixth offensive lineman, as he calls himself. We can be solid, man. We can be solid. Uh, next, fullbacks Connor Hayward, Monte Potterbaum. I'm not sure who you are, brother. Uh, but Connor Hayward, he's he's a beast. I don't think I've really mentioned Connor Hayward much throughout any of these videos. Uh, but Connor Hayward is definitely, definitely solid. He is a... Uh, he, he's coming into a second year. We really don't use fullbacks like that. I know uh, we had like Derek Watt for a while. We really aren't the most fullback heavy team. But I think with this new running scheme with with some of the, you know, the let Matt Canada cook. Uh, some of that, I think, you know, I think Connor Hayward can see the field more. And he was solid for us throughout. Uh, now that's the offense. I've talked about the entire offense. Now let's look at the defense. Uh, so on defense, defensive end, this is once again the kind of predicted depth chart here, but it's not the official one. Uh, defensive end, we got Larry Ogunjobi, Demarvin Leal, and Manny Jones. Well, I'm not sure who Manny Jones is, but Demarvin Leal and Larry Ogunjobi, both of these guys are are solid players. Demarvin Leal, I think, was playing really good his rookie year last year. Uh, but you know, kind of, I think injuries and just Larry Ogunjobi playing well as well kind of uh, stunted the growth, if you will. But these two right here, solid players. Larry Ogunjobi, we we signed for kind of a high price tag. We'll see. Uh, how that ends up working out, but these two ends, DeMarvin Leal and Larry Ogunjobi, for right now, solid options. Uh, nose tackle, we got Keanu Benton, who's a rookie, uh, Brandon Faco, and Montrevious Adams. Montrevious Adams and Brandon Faheko, I believe, have played on the Steelers. Brandon Faheko, am I tweaking here? He's been on the Steelers, right? Uh, if he hasn't been on the Steelers, maybe he just got here. I swear he's been on the Steelers, but he apparently was on the Chargers. Uh, but Keanu Benton, he is our second-round pick this year. To me, probably the most slept-on pick we've had, uh, not in terms of like production value, but in terms of where we took him versus hype. We took this guy in the second round. This is a second-round draft pick, which is typically, you know, a, well, obviously it's a high draft pick, but typically in the second round, like you could still get a Pro Bowl, All Pro, you know, immediate impact starter. And this is what we took Keanu Benton at, and we he's the listed uh, the listed starting nose tackle. I believe he's had a solid preseason or solid camps. Uh, so W pick out of us for that, and then. You know, Brandon Fajeco and Montrevis Adams, both of these guys, Montrevis Adams uh, specifically, I've seen Montrevis Adams play a lot. Not that he's like the god or the goat or whatever, uh, but he has played on the team for a little bit. He has played some games, and so we have some familiarity in him. Uh, but shout out to Keanu Benton. I'm excited to see uh, how things go with him. Next, Cameron Hayward, Isaiah, two H's, Loudermilk, and Armin Watts. Uh, really, it's Cameron Hayward and Isaiah Loudermilk. Uh, Cameron, it really, it's Cameron Hayward. We really, if we were on Isaiah with two H's, Loudermilk, uh, then that's not good. But cool first name. Uh, but if Cameron Hayward, we all know, we talked about Cameron Hayward last episode. He's a GOAT. Cameron Hayward is is a Steelers legend, so, I mean, I don't really got to talk about Steeler Cameron Hayward, do I? It is what it is. Uh, Isaiah Loudermilk, he's been solid for us. Armand Watts, I'm not sure, but Isaiah Loudermilk has been solid for us. Uh, but Cameron Hayward, we need Cameron Hayward out there. It is what it is. Next up, I mean, come on, TJ Watt. Marcus Golden. Marcus Golden, I we just signed him. We needed some depth on the uh the edge linebacker department. So hopefully Marcus Golden from Arizona can uh kind of do that. David, David Perales and Toby and and Duque and Toby and Duque. I'm not sure if that's how you say it. But uh I'm not sure who these guys are. But really it's about TJ Watt. This whole deep this this whole defense like hold on, can I can I can I this whole defense right here, I don't mean to get the offense too, but this whole defense right here, outside of Minka, it, it's about TJ. 
uh, Larry Ogunjobi, TJ. Keanu Benton, TJ. Cole Holcomb, TJ. Elena Roberts, TJ. You know, Alex Highsmith, TJ. Like, it's about TJ. Uh, we know TJ Watt is great. We know TJ Watt is a star. Uh, he's the guy. He's the GOAT. So it is what it is. Next up, middle linebackers. And I have talked about middle linebacker for for how much, for how little I know about Cole Holcomb and Elena Roberts. I've talked about these guys a bunch. Uh, so, I mean... Well, Cole, we all know the story. We we got rid of Miles Jack. We got rid of Devin Bush. We got rid of Miles, uh, Robert Spillane. We got rid of all of our linebackers. And so we had to sign Cole Holcomb. We had to sign Aladen Roberts. Uh, we had to, I mean, we had Mark Robinson as well. But we, we pretty much, we had to sign these guys. Mark Robinson, Um, we've had him. Tanner Muse, I think we've had him. I think his name seems familiar. If not, we just got we just got him. And then we also got Russell, uh, Chappelle Russell and Nick Kowatsky, Kowatsky, I'm not sure. Uh, really, middle linebacker, I have no fucking clue what the hell we were doing. I have, I don't know about Cole Holcomb. I don't know about Aladdin Roberts. I've said this over and over and over again, guys. I really, I hate to be sleeping on these guys. I don't, I just don't know if they are going to be the guys for us. However, I think they can play solid enough for a season. I think they can hold it down for a season. And if not, you know, Mark Robinson, we've seen him play. Maybe he can step in. Uh, but they can play well enough for a season, and then we kind of reevaluate it in the next offseason. That is me, who is not familiar with Cole Holcomb or Leighton Roberts. That is my opinion. That is my stance right now on the two players. However, if they are like that, if they are elite, then maybe I'm sleeping. And that's just a surprise that I wasn't expecting. But definitely, definitely appreciate. So if you guys, if Cole Holcomb, if Leighton Roberts, if Tanner Muse, if Chappelle Russell, if Nick Kowatsky, one of you guys, if Mark Robinson, if one of you guys want to just be a star... Hell yeah. I I am fully with it, guys. Please. Uh next. Next, next, next. Right outside uh right outside linebacker. So of course, we got Alex Highsmith. We got Nick Herbig, who is Nate Herbig, uh up here. He, we got his brother. And then we got Quincy Roche, who I believe is I believe we just got him. He's been in the NFL though. I know who he is. Um but really, once again, Alex Highsmith, he's up for a contract extension. Uh with decision right now, I think. Personally, I think we could re-sign him. I think I would like to re-sign him. I think if we do re-sign him, Cameron Hayward, unfortunately for Cameron Hayward, uh, the cap hit is going to have to come down, I think. Because Alex Highsmith, he's probably going to get a pretty high cap hit unless Omar Khan can 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 get a elite deal out of the way. Uh, Alex Highsmith, his cap hit is probably going to be insane uh, or insane relative to, to, to the position. And so... You know, we're paying Cam a high number. We're paying TJ a high number. We're paying Minka Fitzpatrick a high number. Uh, Alex Highsmith, we're going to have to get a deal done or explore trading. I'm not against exploring trading either, just to throw that in there. I know I've shit on Naj uh, earlier in this video, and now I'm exploring trading Alex Highsmith. So it's like, boo. But I think, you know, it's something we kind of got to be aware aware of just because of how the contracts have been laid out. Uh, but I would love to keep Alex Highsmith. I think he's solid. He's He's only growing. Uh, last season, I think, should have been a Pro Bowl year for him. He really came into his own, especially opposite of TJ. Uh, I think Alex Highsmith can be a solid player for us, uh, and he has been a solid player for us. And then looking at his backup, Nick Herbig, he is a draft pick. We took him in the fourth round. We needed uh, depth on the, the edge linebacker spot because, uh, you know, we got Marcus Golden as well. I think Nick Herbig, if Alex Highsmith doesn't work out, uh, the Steelers' strategy of put somebody else on the other side of TJ and watch them work, has worked. Bud Dupree there has worked. Melvin Ingram there for the week or two has worked. It has worked, guys. Just throwing that out there. And so Alex Highsmith next to TJ has worked. So 
with that said, Nick Herbig next to TJ, we'll see. We'll see if it's worked. But for right now, it is something to uh, to to keep into account. Uh, but Alex Highsmith, I think, we'll, well, of course, he's under contract for this year. So we'll have him for this year at least. Uh, and then from there, we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens with Alex Highsmith. Uh, next, Joey Porter Jr., the corners. Joey Porter Jr., of course, is our first-round draft pick. To me, I... I I don't really know, you know, the absolute most about Joey Porter Jr. Like, I don't really watch college like that, to be honest. So, uh, it is what it is. But I think Joey Porter Jr., he's listed as our number one starter. We've, we've heard the camp stories. Uh, he's having a great camp, so I think he'll be our, our starting corner. Next up, his backup, James Pierre. Do I got to talk about James Pierre? James Pierre is a legend. He's another Steelers legend, uh, probably for the wrong reasons. But James Pierre, he keeps finding himself on the team. I love James Pierre. Uh, so it is what it is. Chris Wilcox, I believe he's played a little bit for us. Maybe I'm tweaking. Uh, Luke Barco, I don't think has. Uh, so really, this is about Joey Porter Jr. Uh, Pierre or James Pierre, I guess. But it's really about Joey Porter Jr. I think he'll be a solid, solid, solid player for us. Hopefully, uh, we snuck him with the first pick in the second round. That was a steal by Khan. Hopefully, it works out. Uh, but if not, then man, corners are looking thin. Next, strong safety. Of course, we talked about Terrell Edmonds in the beginning of the episode. We have DeMonte Casey, and we have Keanu Neal, and we also have Miles Killerbrew. Uh, Terrell Edmonds, I've said over and over, I thought Terrell Edmonds was a solid enough starter for us that uh, that we we really, for, for the cap hit that it was, I really don't think we had to explore trading him. I really don't think, or not trading him, I don't think we had to explore getting rid of him. I think we could have kept him and it just been like, you know, cool. Uh, but for now, you know, now that he's gone, we are testing something else with DeMonte KZ. We we're testing something else with Keanu Neal. We were testing something else with Miles Kilbrew. DeMonte KZ, he played solid for us when he was in, uh, but we didn't get a full season of him. We haven't seen a full season of DeMonte KZ play. Uh, and so, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Same thing with Keanu Neal. Keanu Neal has been a starter for other teams, uh, but we haven't seen him as a stealer for a starter for a whole year for multiple seasons. So once again, we will see. Uh, Terrell Edmonds once I just I, I'm really upset about this guys I'm really upset that we got rid of Terrell Edmonds for what we did because if we had just Terrell Edmonds here I would feel much more solid about this but I think KZ is good enough and I think like TJ and Cam and Minka uh, we have and Joey Porter Jr. now like I think uh, hopefully that can be a change that's gone on uh, unnoticed or whatever uh, and hopefully KZ can just slide right in but if not just know I, I tried to say on July 16th and even times before this like getting rid of Terrell Edmonds was spooky and we might have just created an issue that we didn't have to. Uh, but it is what it is. Next, full safety, of course, Minka Fitzpatrick. We don't got to talk. The best safety in the league, Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, we also got Trey Norwood here. who Trey Norwood has played pretty solid for us. Uh, expect him to kind of bounce around in other positions. Trey Norwood, once again, I think uh, is a solid player for us. Kenny Robinson, I have no idea who this is, unfortunately. Uh, so it is what it is. Uh, but Minka Fitzpatrick, kind of like TJ, it, Hines runs through Minka Fitzpatrick. The Steelers run on Minka Fitzpatrick. America runs on Duncan. Uh, it's the same thing right here. Uh, Minka, he's solid. Trey Norwood, he's solid. Minka's a star. Uh, shout out to Minka. Best safety in the league. Uh, next, at the other corner spot. Now we got Levi Wallace, Corey Trice, and Madre Harper. I think that's how you say that. I don't know who Madre Harper is. Uh, but Corey Trice and Levi Wallace, Corey Trice specifically, we took him in the last round. I've heard a bunch of things about Corey Trice. I've heard Corey Trice has been solid in camp. I've heard he's been solid in practices. Uh, so that's really good to see. Levi Wallace, when he's played, has been solid enough for us, I guess. You know, he's done his thing. I shouldn't say I guess. Uh, Levi Wallace has been pretty good for us, and I'm glad he's still on the team. 
uh, because we got rid of Cameron Sutton. We got rid of a few other corners. And so it's kind of looking thin here in the cornerback department. We're really going to need Joey Porter Jr., uh, Corey Trice, even Levi Wallace, maybe, and uh, maybe Patrick. But we're going we're gonna to need them to step up, honestly. Uh, last year, we led the league in, I think, interceptions, which is crazy. Uh, but we're, we're, we're going to need some good play out of them. We're going to need to be able to hold coverages for, you know, less than or more than two seconds here. Uh, otherwise, we're just going to get bombed on. But Levi Wallace, to me, I thought was solid. And Corey Trice, if not for Levi, if not for Levi Wallace, I think Corey Trice uh, is someone who's going to step up and maybe maybe even take over the starting position. We'll see. We'll see how things actually go when, when real games start. Uh, but Corey Trice has been doing his thing. And then lastly, the nickelback, the last cornerback position, of course, we got the legend Patrick Peterson. We got Chandon Sullivan. We got Elijah Riley. And we got Duke Dawson. Duke Dawson, Elijah Riley, I really don't know. Chandon Sullivan, I believe, played for the Steelers last year, if I'm not mistaken. I believe he played for the Steelers. Um, if not, then my bad. If we just got him, my bad. But uh, really, it's about Patrick Peterson once again on his quote-unquote advanced age. Uh, will Patrick Peterson be able... Oh my God, look at this. Will Patrick Peterson be able to continue having a solid time? If you look at his numbers and Cameron Sutton's numbers last year, they are pretty similar. The only context that I guess needs to be needed is Cameron Sutton is like going up. If not, I think Cameron Sutton's like what, 28, 26, 28, something like that. So I think Cameron Sutton has peaked, if not going to his peak and Patrick Peterson, uh, he's like, I think 32 through 34. So like he's kind of coming down from his peak. Uh, but at one point, Patrick Peterson was really good. And at the time we, we, our last season with Cameron Sutton versus our last season or versus Patrick Peterson's last season, they were at the same point. They're at the same point. Now, of course, Cameron Sutton, of course, is going to be trending more up. And with another season, maybe Patrick Peterson is trending more down. But, you know, it's not, they're not, you see you see how close my hands are, guys. Like, it's not that that much of a difference here. It's like more than, what, like three or four inches? Like, it's not that big of a difference. Uh, and so, if you're a team that did just lose Cameron Sutton, maybe you go ahead and go get Patrick Peterson. That's what I've always said. And so, I'm not the most mad at the move. I would have liked to keep Cameron Sutton. Uh, but it is what it is. Patrick Peterson is a legend anyway, so it's cool to have him. Chandon Sullivan, I'm not sure about him, honestly. We'll have to see. Uh, Elijah Riley, Dawson Duke, same, or Duke Dawson, same thing. Uh, and then lastly, special teams, Presley Harvin. Uh, I'm not going to go, I mean, I could go through the backups, but I'm going to, uh, Presley Harvin, he's been a solid punter for us. Now, honestly, something that has gone kind of unnoticed, and there's been some off-the-field things, I don't want to say issues, but like there's been some off-the-field off the, off the field, uh, factors into why Presley Harvin hasn't really played the best. Uh, so I don't want to kill Presley Harvin too bad, uh, but we did draft a punter. We did draft a punter with a real draft pick. And to me, the punting hasn't been insane. The punting hasn't been like, holy smokes, like we got the best punter in the league. Uh, so definitely, I mean, something to to, 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 to keep note of. Uh, it's really, it's not like we're, we're dying because we use our seventh round pick on him instead of somebody else. Like, it's just kind of a thing. We drafted a punter. Uh, so there is going to be expectations with that. Uh, but if, if, if he doesn't turn into like this, this God squad punter, this amazing punter, this all pro punter, then maybe we go to explore that. Uh, but I mean, we punt the ball a lot. So Presley Harvard has had to, he's had to get a bunch of reps. He'll probably have to get a bunch of reps this year. If Matt Canada doesn't turn things around, uh, but for right now, a solid starter. And I would like to see some more fake punts from, from Presley Harvin. Cause that was a big reason why we drafted him. The guy has a cannon of an arm uh, as a punter and a cannon of a leg. Uh, so I would like to see more punts or more fake punts with Presley Harvin. Uh, so it is what it is. Next, Chris Boswell. If you guys don't know me, you know, well, if you guys don't know, Chris Boswell and me, Chris Boswell is like my favorite player on the Steelers, funny enough. I'll never forget this, this 10, 15, 
us getting rid of uh, Josh Scobie and in, in place for Chris Boswell. And ever since then, as soon as we got Chris Boswell, shit changed for the Steelers. Kicking game changed for the Steelers. Uh, for his first, what, two or three seasons, this dude was literally like the best kicker in the league. We had the 2018 or 2019 season when he kind of fell off. But he came back from that. And up until this last season was solid. This last season, there's been other other factors with it. There's been other um, other reasonings as to why we haven't been the best. But Chris Boswell, uh, objectively, from the biggest Boswell supporter, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been, I'm trying to be fair, from the biggest Boswell supporter, he's been missing. He has been missing some kicks. So hopefully he gets it back. However... We were not this. The, the internet is not made to slander. Or is not made to to slander Chris Boswell. If you think I'm gonna get on the internet and slander Chris Boswell, you got another thing coming. All right, you better change your internet plan because that's not what's going on on my internet. So Chris Boswell, you are the best kicker in the league, and we have Chris Boswell, Boswell number nine, big number nine, the best number nine kicker in the NFL, especially in the AFC North. Uh, best number nine. There's not a better number nine in the AFC North who also kicks the ball that's better than Chris Boswell. Uh, gunshot. So it is what it is. Next. Uh, I think, I mean, the the last positions, I don't even know what the hell H means, but long snapper Christian Kuntz, he does his thing, I guess. Punt return and kick returner, Calvin Austin, Gunnar Olszewski, do not come close to this. Gunnar Olszewski, he can be the backup on this paper, but I hope Gunnar Olszewski is not the actual backup uh, because, 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 because I've seen him drop the ball and Calvin Austin, this is like his whole thing. If Calvin Austin is not returning punts and kicks, then I'm going to be very upset, to be honest, because uh, I know he can be a great a uh, great receiver for us too, but the real, the real, the real factor is this guy's game-changing speed and his ability to punt and kick return. Uh, that was his biggest thing, and so hopefully, 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 um, hopefully Calvin Austin can be really good at that and probably be one of the the better punt or kick returners in the league. That's you know I would love for that to happen, man. So you know we'll see with Calvin Austin. Uh, and then that is the the bottom of it. The team needs, uh, it says one offensive line, two linebacker, three corner. Offensive line, we'll see about that. I mean, we could use, we could use I guess, other positions or other spots on it. But I think right now, I think O-line could go to two and linebacker go to th- uh, one and corner. Yeah, I think line, or line could go to two, linebacker go to one, and then corner stay at three in terms of team needs. But I think linebacker, if we could get... If we could get, uh, and once again, I'm sleeping on Cole Holcomb and I'm sleeping on Aladen Roberts. If you guys are this, then my bad. But if we could get a, I'm trying to think, a player who isn't like a TJ Watt in his position at linebacker, like a player who's not TJ Watt at linebacker, but just a really good player, one really good player at linebacker and among, among TJ and Cam and Minka, like if we had that too, bruh, our defense would be insane. Like our defense is insane with us being able to do nothing in the middle linebacker department. Like once, like our defense is insane with having two levels of defense. You have the initial push on the line, level one, and then all the way down to level three because level two of our defense has been non-existent this for two straight seasons. So we've had this solid defense with, with that as a factor. If our level two, if our linebackers, if they can stop the run in the, in the second part of, of, of the defense, in the second phase, if we can get that too, then, man, we're going to be solid. And if Layden Roberts and Cole Holcomb, if one of you guys can do that, then it is what it is. But if not, I personally, and, you know, the Steelers, we got a Ryan Shazier uh, and, like, and just mean Joe Green, just a bunch of a bunch of people, uh, li- like linebackers specifically, with James Harrison even, like linebackers, TJ Watt, we've had, we've had solid linebackers. And I know they're edge rushers, so it's a little different. Uh, but linebackers, of course, like we've always been a team to have a linebacker, to have a stud linebacker. And so not having a stud middle linebacker right now, 
Uh, it's a little weird, a little sus, and it's been like that for a while. I hope we can fix it. I hope, uh, I hope, um, you know, I hope things come together for us. Really, that, that's that's the main point. I hope the middle linebacker spot isn't that uh, isn't that horrible of a thing. I hope it's not like this this Achilles heel that it appears to be. Uh, but we will see. We will see how that goes. But anyways, that was the the whole team. I literally just went through the whole team just now. Uh, so let me know what you guys thought of that. Let me know uh, at what positions do you think we could improve on. Let me know if other than these three. Uh, what position do you think the Steelers really need to hone in on? Uh, but yeah, anyways, I know we, we talked about tweets, but really I haven't had, I didn't like the most tweets this week. And uh, we're already at, well, oh, I hit my mic. I'm sorry. I, I really didn't mean to do that. But we're already at like an hour and 25 minutes. So I think I'm going to get out of here, guys. I think that is going to do it for this episode. Uh, so hopefully if you guys did enjoy, be sure to leave a like, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell, ring the bell. Uh, once again, I, I, I responded to the comments. So if you guys have a comment, uh, once again, I do respond to them. So be sure to uh, leave it in the comments below. Uh, check out the Ascent Sports page because we're going to start a... We're going to start our record prediction videos on the Ascent Sports page, and we're also going to do a few more other videos, so I'll have that linked below. Make sure you guys check out the Ascent Sports page. Make sure you go check out the podcast on other audio platforms such as Apple uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure you follow the Twitter. You know, just check the description. Check the description. There will be some links there. Uh, but, yeah, most importantly, hopefully everybody has a solid week. Hopefully everybody enjoys the week. Hopefully everybody makes it through the week so that way we can get – back to the weekend and we can get back to talking about the Steelers and we can get another episode of Zaya and the Steelers. But anyways, guys, thank you for watching. This was episode 18 of Zaya and the Steelers. I will see you in the next one. Have a fantastic week and peace out.